Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 12:30 to 3, 7:70 CHQR. So big big win for Jason Kenney in the UCP last night. Uh, everything going according to plan. Didn't it? Instead of having uh, PC votes and Wild Rose votes tearing apart uh, conservative votes, the conservative side of the spectrum, get those votes together, have a united conservative front, and they should be able to handily defeat the NDP. And that's what happened. Now, maybe all of this wouldn't have happened absent Jason Kenney. Uniting the right seemed like a tall order a few years ago, given the uh, history between the PCs and the Wild Rose. I mean, the 2012 election was basically a two-party race between the PCs and the Wild Rose. But Jason Kenney was able to bridge that gap, and he is going to be Alberta's next premier. So how did we get here? Where do we go from here? Is Jason Kenney going to be able to hold conservatives together going forward? Are we going to get to a a PC Wild Rose scenario at some point in the future? What do his priorities need to be? Joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on... uh, Everything that's led up to yesterday, where we go from here. Lauren Gunter joins us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, edmontonsun.com. Lauren, thanks for joining us here this afternoon. You're welcome. So what do you make of it all? I mean, I was kind of expecting a big UCP win last night. And in that sense, it was almost kind of a boring uh, a boring election, I wasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm not sure it was boring. I, I, I'm <laughs> watching the results coming yeah, I in. I suppose so. But, uh, but it was overwhelming. Uh, a, a large turnout. Uh, for election, 70% of eligible voters cast ballots. Mm-hmm. It's the largest turnout in more than half a century. It's a bigger turnout than the 1982 election when Peter Lougheed was fighting Pierre Trudeau over the national energy policy. And the UCP won an outright majority of the popular vote. And it gives them a huge mandate. Um, you know, I, there's an awful lot of people in Edmonton who really haven't absorbed uh, that side of things yet because, of course, of of the uh, 19 or 20 seats in, in Edmonton proper, uh, only one is I'm suggesting in a column for tomorrow that, that Edmonton needs to go back to its original name, which is Fort Edmonton, <laughs> because that's what it is for the NDP. Outside of Edmonton and St. Albert, they have only four seats of the remaining 67 seats in the province. Yeah. Uh, and all four of those are held by cabinet ministers, but they lost outside of, of uh, Edmonton and, and St. Albert at 13 ministers, and they lost all but four of them. So uh, you, know, it just, it's, uh, you can't say it's a full wipeout, but it's pretty devastating. Well, it is. And yeah, I mean, you can look at rural areas where it's overwhelming UCPs. But if you yeah. take rural areas out of the equation, you just look at Edmonton and Calgary, I mean, it was basically uh, a mere image of one another. Calgary was just, it was just over 50% UCP, about 35% NDP. Edmonton was the exact opposite. Yeah, for sure. And, so it's and, a tale of two cities, even though well, we're, you know, we're going through the same Calgary thing as Albertans. Great deal. Well, no, but we're not. 
And that's and that's the thing is that Calgary suffered a great deal more from NDP policies than Edmonton did. You know, you would, in the lead up to this election, I was staggered by uh, work that was done by uh, Mark Milkey, who I know you know, uh, uh, researcher and political scientist, uh, uh, who found that we actually have eight thousand fewer private sector jobs in Alberta in 2019 than we had in 2015 when the NDP took over. Now, that doesn't happen. It's just natural population growth and, and slow economic growth produces more jobs every year. But the NDP policies were so bad for the private sector, and Calgary's a much more private sector city than Edmonton is, that, uh, that Calgary took the brunt. I don't, I'm not surprised at all that Calgary is the, is the, the, is the flip side from Edmonton. And in Edmonton, under the NDP, there are 48,000 new public sector jobs in Alberta. Uh, so uh, a big public sector town like Edmonton, uh, we have about twice as many public sector workers as Calgary does. Uh, that's, that's the result. You know, they, they, the bread was buttered on their they want. So. Was this a victory for conservatism, or is this a, a victory for change, that the economy is not doing well, we need to change? I mean, how do you interpret the results in that sense? I think we're... Hang on, let's uh, put that on hold. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll see if we can get a, a... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In your line here with Lauren Gunter, we'll talk a bit about what this victory means where the new premier needs to go from here in terms of what needs to get done, what his priorities need to be. Lauren Gunter is on the line with us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun, Edmonton, uh, com. We're back for more right after this. Welcome back, 974-8255. We have Lauren Gunter with us, columnist for the Edmonton Sun. Uh, Lauren, you there? I am. There we go. All right. So just, yeah, further to that question about what the vote yesterday represents, was it just voting out uh, a government that had a terrible economic record or people embracing uh, kind of a small-c conservative vision? Well, I think both. I mean, I think there are an awful lot of people who would like to see the Alberta Advantage come back. They'd mm-hmm. like to see their taxes lowered. They'd like to see uh, government focus again on making a climate that's favorable to investment and to business. But, uh, you know, as, as I was saying, Edmonton's uh, public sector workforce is about twice the size of Calgary's, which means there are an awful lot more people in Edmonton who have the luxury of knowing they're not going to lose their jobs, that they're going to have solid pay and great pensions and marvelous benefits. And so then they're susceptible to the fear-mongering that the NDP indulged in. In Calgary, I, I think there were far more people who were simply worried that the ND, another four years of NDP would destroy what was left of the economy. And so uh, it would, became a much more, uh, you know, uh, meat and potatoes election in, in Calgary than it was in Edmonton. And, and you could see Edmonton turn in the polls after the, the UCP stepped back into the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance uh, issue. Uh, Edmonton was, probably considering UCP in some areas, and then they they took up that issue, and boom, it, it just evaporated in a matter of two days uh, because 
Edmontonians, more Edmontonians, had the luxury of voting for peripheral issues than uh, than they did in uh, people did in Calgary. So in terms of, of his priorities, then, if, if people want to feel optimistic about the economy, and I, I think they do now, I, I think this, you know, in a weird way, I mean, hope and change we associate with, with yep. Obama, but I think Jason Kenney kind of was that in this campaign. Doesn't the yep. economy need to be job number one? Yeah, it does. And, and you know, you're going to see them, if they follow what they promised during the campaign, you'll see them repeal the carbon tax. And they went, the carbon tax isn't huge. It hasn't been an enormous impediment. But every time you take one of those bricks off of the back of the mule, uh, the mule step gets a little lighter. And, and psychologically, uh, changing the government is going to have, I think, a, a noticeable effect in, in Alberta. You know, the, the price of oil... Uh, the price that we get for oil might still stay down for a while. We aren't going to have a pipeline overnight. Uh, the liberals are still in power in Ottawa. But within the province, people are just going to feel lighter. They're going to feel like things are better. And so in, they might not buy a new fleet of pickup trucks for their company, but they might buy a couple, which they wouldn't have bought before. And they might hire a new welder. And, they, and, and who knows? Maybe they'll drill a new well. And, and so... That sort of stuff, if you multiply it by 10,000 small businesses, medium businesses uh, in Alberta, is going to have a, a noticeable, if not a boom-like effect. In terms of dealing with the federal government, dealing with B.C. or whatever other issues that might come up, I mean, is it your sense that Jason Kenney is going to go on the offensive here, or is it just kind of yep. a warning that, look, we've got business to take care of here at home, don't cause trouble for us? There are not going to be... Uh, two dozen photo ops of a smiling Justin Trudeau and a smiling Rachel Notley uh, making nice-nice over uh, the pipeline. Her approach was she thought to be cooperative with Ottawa, to, you know, catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Mm -hmm. Jason's going to throw a little bit of vinegar in there and see whether or not he can make other people go pucker face. So, uh, you know, even if... It gets us nowhere. The, the kissing up got us nowhere. So we'll feel better about ourselves if we're fighting back, even if it's also not getting us anywhere. Well, in that sense, are we in kind of a, a precarious period right now? We're expecting at some point soon a decision from Ottawa regarding Trans Mountain. Should we wait and see what, what happens with that? Well, I, yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't suggest that that Jason uh, come out like Yosemite Sam with two guns <laughs> yeah, blazing, you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, right now he needs to make them aware, and I think just his election has done this, make Ottawa aware that there are, there's a new way of dealing with Alberta that's going to be required. But you, you just have to look at the simple numbers. There are 18 liberal seats in B.C. Most of those are in the lower mainland, where the opposition to Trans Mountain Pipeline is the strongest in the province. If the 18 were in the interior, it would be a different matter because people in the interior of B.C. are largely supportive of Trans Mountain. But there's 18 seats in B.C. The Liberals are losing support everywhere as a result of a number of things, but mostly SNC-Lavalin. And they're going to be kidding on any step. There, there were four Liberals elected in Alberta in 2015. Not one of them is going to get reelected. Uh, there's yeah. no politician less popular in Alberta than Justin Trudeau. Uh, so uh, do the math. Are the, the Liberals going to rush to 
reapprove transfer. Well, they might reapprove it before the federal election in October, but they're not going to dig. Um, you know, they, they're going to say, oh, we'd love to, but there are new court challenges to the new approval, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think one of the reasons they bought the pipeline was so that they could sit on it and they didn't have to build it. Uh, they didn't have to deal with a company that was eager to build it. Um, so, uh, yeah, the election is done in October. I wonder, I mean, do you think there's a chance that, I mean, Justin Trudeau owns it, which makes it a little more awkward, but that, that Jason Kenney can be the scapegoat, that we wanted to build it, but Jason Kenney's not committed to fighting climate change, so now we can't. Yeah, they can try that, you know. Uh, they call Andrew Sheeran. They will do all sorts of things. Uh, do I believe that that's the reason they're not going to build it? Not for a second. They're right. picking up votes in Quebec and Ontario um, uh, because of that. It doesn't matter. Much more at EdmontonSun.com. Lauren, always appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon. Thank you, bet. All right. Lauren Gunter calling us for the Edmonton Sun, EdmontonSun.com. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.